0: Hello,
1: all and welcome to the Blue Diamond. This is Adre with something to say, and I'm excited to invite my listeners to season two, episode two of the Blue Diamond. Today we will we will be discussing the Duchess of Sussex, also known as Meghan Markle. M- mostly around her conversation that she recently had with Oprah Winfrey and revealing some of the difficulties that she faced when she was still in England dealing with the royal family. But before we jump into that, I would like to give my three guests an opportunity to introduce themselves. So I have three special guests with me today uh, who have agreed to come on and discuss this topic. And we're going to start out with, of course, the most special of special guests, my mother, Diane Kelly, also known
2: as DK. Good morning, all. I'm Diane Kelly, retired, Wesleyan University. Next, we have a
1: friend of mine for over three decades, Greta Lewis.
3: Hello, everyone. I am Greta Lewis Hardy, hospitalist nurse practitioner with St. Mary's Hospital in Waterbury, Connecticut.
1: Welcome, Greta. And mm-hmm. last, but and last but certainly not least, we have a very close friend of mine, definitely the most sensible person that I know, and very kind-hearted, Tammy Ballard.
0: That <laughs> neat. you're so kind. I'm Tammy Ballard from North Carolina, and I'm a recently retired um, middle school teacher.
1: So welcome to um, all of my guests. Thank you so much for agreeing to take a little bit of time out of your day to come on the Blue Diamond. And I do hope that you all enjoy this experience. So as I stated in my intro, today we are talking about Meghan Markle. And one of the reasons why I wanted to discuss this topic is because I was completely intrigued by her conversation with Oprah Winfrey. But even before that, when I heard that she was engaged to Prince Harry, I was one of those people who was super excited. I couldn't wait to see the wedding. I had never watched a royal wedding before. I never had any interest in doing so. But this one, I was so excited about. And it happened to be the same day that my niece was graduating from college. And I was hoping that I'd be able to experience both. And I was because of the time difference. So I got up at the crack of dawn, six o'clock in the morning to watch uh, the Royal Wedding. And I thought that Megan did a phenomenal job. I'm saying Megan, like I know her. (laughs) Um, (laughs) She did a phenomenal job. She brought the American flavor into it, but she especially brought the black American flavor into it between the choir and the preacher. And I just appreciated everything that she did. It seems that, that wasn't greatly appreciated uh, by members of the Royal family, according to what we heard on the Oprah Winfrey interview. After that interview, I started seeing different things on social media where people were saying, why do we even care about her? Why are we wasting our time watching uh, this interview? Can we really relate to her? She's beautiful, she's rich, she's famous, she's married to a prince. Is that really relevant to what we as Black Americans are going through? And you know, everybody's entitled to their opinions, uh, but for me, as I listened to it, I did feel for her. Even though she's rich and famous and beautiful and, and married to a prince, none of that negates what she has dealt with as an African American not only here, but going to a foreign country and being high profile and having to deal with it to the point where your own flesh and blood, your child gets rejected. So for me, it was definitely um, heartbreaking. I would say when I listened to what she had to go through, it was not a woe is me thing for me. So I'd like to hear um, all of you, you know, chime in. This is just a very casual conversation. Obviously, we don't want to talk over each other, but, you know, chime in with um, how you see the Meghan Markle issue.
3: This is Greta. I'd like to first say her mom's Black. Her mother is an African-American woman. I think she was a social worker, but just as normal, everyday Black woman having to deal with Black woman issues living in America. So, yes, I feel as though the situation does affect us. And I was a fan of hers long before she met um, Prince Harry when she did the television show Suits on USA. But even before that, I really feel for her, not just as a black woman, but I feel for her husband because I was a loyal Prince Diana fan. I remember the day where I was the day she died.
0: Greta, I agree, I, and I didn't know Meghan Markle much until she was with Prince Harry. I never watched the show The Suits, um, but I, too, Andrea, was intrigued, and I had my little tea, and I watched The Wedding, and um, and I just think from a human being, can we just break it down? Let's just even take away the layers of Black, female, you know, American Let's just take it to the human being aspect of it. This is a human being
2: mm-hmm. who is
0: telling, who's sharing their pain, and and you know, let's take away the rich. Let's take away Prince Harry. It's she's a human being, and um, and that and she told her truth. And whether you and, and how can you know what her truth is? And so whether you agree with it, whether you would have done it differently, whether you're thinking, what did she expect? You know um i have to have you know i have to have empathy and um just um caring for her because she's a human being um so from that level
2: i was intrigued with her because i did watch the show suits and i'd also seen her on a couple of other shows my thing with it is i am looking at it as a, as a human being but also as black because we have a lot of the black people, a lot of the black young people who are not interested in it and older ones who are not interested in it because they don't see what she's going through. And I think that unfortunately she had to go through it. But on the other hand, I was glad that she could put it out there so people can see and stop saying everything is okay. We're all right. We are equal. Um, We have the rights that that they have. That other whites have we don't we do not have that, and even though she married a prince and she's rich and she's beautiful, even with all that, that black factor played a big part, and she was 100 percent not equal. And I think that we as, as black people need to realize and need to know, this is still going on. There are a lot of us who think everything is just 100 percent okay. They forgot about what black people went through to vote. So they don't get out there to vote. They want to say that this is, um, your vote doesn't count, and everybody's still running around thinking everything is okay, and that we have the same rights as others in this country, and we don't.
0: Yeah, Diane, I would definitely agree with you. This is Tammy. I would definitely agree with you on that. I, I feel like um, the response to from you know it's like they're like oh my god could could we have could there be racism in this whole thing of um people still questioning whether racism exists and that oh you know they just seem like that that has that can't be the truth that um the royals treated her like that and it's like oh gosh are we still questioning this in 2021 you've had a whole year to sit at home and, and do some research and delve into things and learn something. Um, so if you're thinking that the fact that she's Black had nothing to do with anything, then you still have your, you know, you're still underneath the rock and your head's on, you know, in the sand and everything. So I definitely agree with you, Diane. And
3: Tammy, and th- to, th- to add on to that, I'm sorry, Andrea, go ahead.
1: No, you go ahead. You're my guest. I was gonna say,
3: okay. I was gonna <laughs> say to add on to that, Tammy, not only is she dealing with racism, she's dealing with classism. If you go mm. back to 1980s, um, mm-hmm. Princess Diana did not want to marry Prince Charles. But because the woman who he was in love with, Camilla, wasn't a duchess, she wasn't of the upper echelon, he had to marry someone who was what, 20, almost 30 years younger than him? And yes. she still wasn't good enough. She still was not good enough. And now let's fast forward to today. You're dealing with the da- the you're dealing with a, a a young man who had to walk behind his mother, who spent most of his childhood in Africa, really not seeing how racist his his family was. And it, I won't even say it's the whole family because it was Prince Charles who wanted the black choir and wanted the minister, and it was uh, the Queen who revealed to her that their lineage does have black women in their lineage. But then you take what she called, I think she called it the machine or whatever it was called, I can't remember, which that was new for me. That's where the the racism has, thank you. That's where it has been for centuries. Why do you think slavery was the way it was when they had slave trades with people who came from the UK? It didn't just disappear. 400 years later, poof, it's still there.
1: Well, just tacking on to what everyone is saying, When it came to the wedding, I do know that there were some issues um, with what she wanted Um, and there were some royals who were happy for her to do the things that she did and some that were not. We did hear about the issues with um, Kate and what Kate wanted her daughter to wear and she had Megan in tears because of um, the choices that Meghan was making, consider you know, when it came to her own wedding. Uh, but then when I listened to them talk, them meeting um, Prince Harry and um, Meghan Markle talked to Oprah, and Meghan Markle revealed that they were concerned about the shade of their child when she was pregnant with the first child, Archie. He would, Prince Charles, I mean, I'm sorry, Prince Harry would not reveal who said that, um, but mm-hmm. spec. I'm speculating here because obviously I don't know, but based on that interview, I really feel like that was Prince Charles. And the reason why I feel like it was Prince Charles is because Harry said it was going to take some time for him to be able to reconcile with his father, but he also said to be able to forgive his father. And I think that um, Prince um, William, that's a brother's name, Prince William uh, where he comes into play is siding with the family and with the firm. But Harry seems to understand that they're all trapped. And as far as I'm concerned after watching it, I feel like although poor Meghan Markle had to go through hell, she saved Harry. She saved Harry and he was able to be uh, released from that firm because when he said he was trapped and, all, you know, obviously sheltered, Oprah was like, what are you talking about? You're, you know, you're, you're a prince. He's a prince, but he's a prince who, who could not control his own life. He had to do what he was told to do, and now he has uh, a a level of freedom, and it comes at some cost. Uh, For instance, when he made the decision to marry Meghan Markle, because she was an American, she would never be able to hold the the title princess, and her um, children were denied any title at all. At first, they, they were going to receive a courtesy title and then it was decided that they would receive no title, that um, Meghan Markle and her children would receive no protection. And then in the end, when they decided to walk away from the royal duties, even Prince Harry would receive no protection. And they're high profile people. I mean, they're the most famous royals in the world.
0: They are, but yeah.
1: They, I, don't know, I can't name other royals.
3: Prince Charles okay. was just die. Yeah. Oh wait, Prince, what Prince Philip? Philip, Philip, Prince
0: Philip. He gave up his yeah. crown in Greece to marry the Queen. Yeah. Well, I think there's a lot of. Um, I was, I was I've listened to some podcasts and keep trying to get the the other side, you know, and not just looking at it from my American eyes and my limited, you know, knowledge of how it goes. And I I think there's some things in place in the firm that have been in place for, you know, hundreds for years um, um, that we don't understand that, you know, and I think part of it too is like this, the, the modern way or the new way or the way that people are thinking now, you know, like Harry, he went into the, the, the military there and I don't think any of the Royals had done that in years or, you know, probably decades, centuries, I don't know. So um, Queen
1: Elizabeth okay. was in the military. She was a mechanic during um, the war.
0: Okay. And so did Charles but, and uh Billy. Okay. And that seemed to be, but I remember that seemed to be a big deal in being in the military and the things that he wanted to do. It seems like he was pushing um, to, you know, to be more like one of the regular people, which of course is hard to do. I just, I just think there's a lot of there's a lot of changing going on. And a lot of things that were that are written based on what I've been hearing from, you know, it's like the British are saying they know nothing about how we do things, and they're talking about it as if um, we did something different when, you know, there hasn't been any in the past, there hasn't been any um, security for children because the children are going to be with the parents and the parents have security. And so therefore, there is no. And if you're going to live, you know, where they live, then you have security. But if you're going to go to America, we don't have, you know, you're all paid for by public money. So more more paperwork or more <laughs> rules have to be written in order to get what you may want. Um, so I don't know about the understanding there. I just hate to um, speculate, you know, not knowing what the rules are. And But I don't, I will n- I think that Meghan and Harry, the what, what they said is true for them and everybody should be saying, okay, things need to change. If this is the way you felt living as a royal, period.
2: I think if, that as far as the rules are concerned, what they meant with the rules were, as long as you were in England, had nothing to do with coming to the States. The children would, because they never expected for anybody to move to the states. So that was a, that was an automatic something that was never going to happen anyway, because you weren't going to be leaving England. When she was pregnant, before the baby was born, they told her then that the baby would never have protection. And mm-hmm. what they basically mean is, so suppose um, uh, Megan and and Harry decide they want to go on a trip and they want to leave the baby. The baby would always have protection. Just like the Secret Service for uh, the president's kids, they have their own protection. They told her before her baby was born that she would never ever have protection. So that's where that stemmed from. It had nothing to do with her coming to the States
0: right. because they
2: had plan for her to come to the States anyway. And when he said that he was trapped, the thing that bothered me with Oprah was she says, "But um, well, how do you feel trapped? You were a prince. His point is he was trapped but he didn't even know he was trapped. He knew that he had to follow certain guidelines but on the other hand he didn't know there are gonna be like repercussions. He had done stuff and got away with it and he knew there was a certain way you had to act. The same thing as Charles. He knew that he had to marry Diana and he had and Diana was a lady so she had a title which is why he had to marry her. She was an aristocrat. Mm-hmm. Before you mm-hmm. he, he married actually a little bit of his life or whatever. Harry realized how bad his mother was treated, and he was not going to put, put up with that for his own wife. I'm pretty sure, I'm going to say 99% sure, that it was the father who was worried about the baby's colors. Mm-hmm. Because he was already, he had to give up so much of his own to go along with it. But he, went, he did do it. He gave it up so that one day he could be the king. So he figured, I gave it up, you can give it up too. The one thing Harry said was, it was not my, I can tell you this, it was not the queen. Right, it was not his grandfather. And he said his father were not even talking on the phone anymore. So it led you to believe it was definitely the father because he didn't say anything about the brother. His feelings were hurt from the the father. And he was one who actually stuck by his wife. And Prince, um, his father is doing the same thing that he did He married the woman, had kids from her, but he still kept going back to his mistress. Camilla Parker Bowles. But he does not see that he did the same thing that Harry did except Harry married who he wanted to.
1: Right, so in that case, he didn't do the same thing. You know, there may be some resentment there. You know, King Charles, I mean King Charles, (laughs) uh, Prince Charles did what the firm expected him to do, and Harry did what what his heart told him to do. And then not not only doubled down on it, but left his responsibilities and protected his wife. And there's two things that I just want to say. I want to um, comment on one of the things that Tammy said when she was talking about when Prince Harry was in the military and kind of pushing the envelope. One of the things that I distinctly remember was that he wanted to be able to be with his I'm going to say troop because I don't know military terms. He it's wanted bad. to be with his his troop or or whatever, his battalion, whatever you call it. And at first they allowed him to and he went overseas. Then they realized that his troop became major tar- a major target because Prince Harry was with them. For that reason, Prince Harry had to leave active duty. He could no longer do active duty because his presence put uh, other military personnel in danger. Um, so just his profile, you know, made him a target. So mm-hmm. we already know how he could put military, armed military people um, on, the, on the forefront for being a target. Imagine what he must be thinking when it comes to his wife and children. That he's high profile and they could be a target. And he, I'm sure that it had to have hurt him to know that part of the reason that they are a target is because of their African DNA. It goes right back to the fact that he decided to marry a black woman. She may be a mixed race, she may have a white father, but we all know what we say here in America. Meghan Markle is a black woman. She's a she's you know, she's a fair-skinned black woman, she has a black mama. And when he decided to marry her. Obviously, he didn't know it was going to be this kind of repercussion that he'd have to give up um, his duties and leave his country. But he did that for his wife. And I bring that up because I heard uh, on um, a podcast that I was listening to that someone, she was, this woman was reading an article where the, this woman said, I do not feel sorry for Meghan Markle because I don't believe she's telling the truth. I believe that she lied about everything she said and she has a husband who loves her and adores her. Since when does having a husband that that loves you and adores you means that you still can't go through hell? There are plenty of black women in America who are married and have husbands Mm -hmm. who love and adore them, but then they still have to worry about going out into the world every day to face adversity. For instance, I'm not married, but the other day, I was at physical therapy. I got my head shaved last weekend. Went to physical therapy this week. And one of the physical therapists came up to me while I was laying down on an examination table in a vulnerable position and lifted her hand in the the air and said, I just have to do this and reached out to to palm my skull. And I stopped her and I said, no, you don't. And she kept her <laughs> hand raised in the air. I think that she was shocked that I was blocking her white privilege. So she just, you know, stood there with her hand mid air, and then I said, "My head is off boundaries unless you're a barber." And then she had the nerve to say, "Okay, then I guess I won't," as though she's letting me know, "All right, it's really her to see." She's just going to go ahead and, and agree with me. And I didn't want to make a scene, but you know, of course, I was thinking to myself. Uh, no, you won't because I said you won't. This is not the petting zoo. Now you still have to face those types of things, even if you're rich, beautiful, have a title, famous, married to a prince, have a husband that adores you. And and I'm glad that Meghan Markle used her very high profile to speak her truth and to put the shine the light on not just an American idea but also. Uh, an English idea, British idea of what it means to be black.
3: But see, the thing I can't understand is why anyone would think that she's lying. Even if you do not like her for her blackness, even if you do not like the fact that he married an American woman, if you put Megan's picture side by side with Princess Diana the last five years, the pain is so, it's exactly the same. The same sadness, that deep longing to be free and just have such a crippling sadness. Different reasons, but still because they're real firm. Sadness is right there in both of their eyes. And even when she decided to marry Harry, I was just happy because he deserves to be happy. He's never going to be he had to. He just lost his mom at nine, watched all the suffering that she went through. And then you have a wife who gave up everything because she loved you. She's living in a foreign country, and now you have to watch her possibly go through the same thing your mom did and could possibly die, have a tragic death the same way. If you look at Harry when he talks about the family, and I don't know if any of you watched the late um, night show with James Gordon, He, he comes on the show every once in a while. It's night and day. The difference between this man is night and day, and his wife will sometimes be on the show, and I'm like, this is what it looks like to be happy as a royal, to be free. That's but happiness. I'm,
0: yeah. Yeah. I have not seen that show, but I, right. I, yeah, I agree and concur. I think, um, you, it, I, I don't, I don't, obviously, Harry had no idea how hard it would be. It just goes back to what we're living. And it's the beautiful thing to me is that some of this stuff is coming to the surface. He had no idea how hard it would be for her because he couldn't see it. And, and it's just the way it is. This is how it is. And we're finally getting a chance to say, this is how it is. And a lot of people who are not black are opening their eyes to it and recognizing, and, you know, no one's calling, you know, it's like, don't take it personally. This is, this is the way life is in America. It has to be that way in, um, you know, in in Britain because you guys started the colonization and the slavery. Mm-hmm. And that, so it's just how you've thought. And you took that and you went to Africa and you colonized there. You, you came over here and you did the same thing. And then, you know, so you taught people this whole um, concept of putting People in a certain place because of the color of their skin. Absolutely. And then you want to act as if everything is hunky dory, and the only reason why black people don't have what they what we have is because they just don't work hard enough and they don't want it. Come on now, I, right? You know, you know. Hopefully, the history the the research that you can do to show how we've been put upon. Um, if you want to see that, you know, the, the facts are there. So I, (laughs) the fact that this woman, this strong, smart, beautiful, successful woman marries a prince (laughs) and then is at her, the lowest point that she's probably ever been with everything she's been through to be successful. I, I think
2: that, um, when, when, um. Prince Harry was saying how shocked he was, or people want to say he should have known what was going on. He Mm-mm. was basically raised to feel everybody was equal. His mother had worked in Africa with her foundations mm-hmm. and everything, and he had been around Black people. He had Black friends. And as far as she knew, everything was okay. And it was okay. The only thing about it is you don't bring them into our family. You can be around them and you can go to Africa and help them, you can do a foundation but there's definitely 100% racism and we still want that separate. He really did not understand that until he actually saw his own stuff and said, well, yeah, you can you can have black friends, you can work, but you can't marry one, you can't bring them into this castle. And then for people to say, they don't understand how she's ready to kill herself, which is insane, because like she said, she was kept in, her, her, uh, in the castle, in, in her room or wherever she was, for two solid months, she was not allowed even to go out. Anybody will be ready to kill themselves for that. You're gonna be kept in jail basically for doing nothing wrong for being black.
3: The one thing I'm finding extraordinarily informative today about this podcast is when you guys were saying, when the guests were saying Harry didn't know Um, what kind of stress it would cause on her. I'm in an interracial marriage, and I considered my husband to be well-versed with all races because he's worked in such underserved areas. Until this moment, I didn't realize why my husband has such fear in his eyes every time I walk out the door. I'm Black. I'm used to just living and being at risk for being born, but I never thought about being with someone who happens to be white, who now understands the fear of every time this black person leaves you, she may not come back to you simply because she is black. I actually just got a chill from thinking about that. So sometimes people may think you know, you would think I know, considering I have biracial nieces and nephews, but it wasn't until just this moment that I got it. So thank you, ladies, for that. <laughs>
1: okay it seems like we're having some technical difficulties let's see if we can get this straight so okay Tammy you were saying something and we couldn't hear you so could you just pick up where you left off
0: okay I just I was thinking about how she you know being isolated being not being able to go out they were saying and The fact that, and then the postpartum thing with the hormones, and am I correct that she was pregnant and had a miscarriage too sometime in in here? Yes, she did. Yeah. And so all of that, and you were saying, you know, how she had to be vulnerable and how, um, I guess not to not to, to not be able to, to tell your husband that. Like that should have, that should have been so easy to do that. Um, And the fact that that was even, you know, a thing, but I'm so glad that she and Harry, I mean, I just, I just appreciate the way they, they seem to love each other and support each other and how strong, you know, it has to be to choose each other over what's been familiar, your family, the way it's been or whatever for so long. So um, that's what I was saying. It's just, and then, then, you know, I ask for help and I don't get help. And Andrea, what you were saying about the mental health piece of it, their little money, success, nothing keeps you, nothing protects you from when you need help, you need help. And I think um, hopefully with COVID and with every, every, it just seems like a lot of the stars are trying to be more transparent about this so hopefully we can all be more transparent about it we got to get rid of the
1: stigmatism associated with mental health you know Mm -hmm. there are people who don't believe that anxiety is real and believe that if you do suffer from anxiety you just get yourself worked up and that's because they've never suffered from anxiety Mm -hmm. and don't realize that it just hits you out of the blue and it is not something you can control i had a a panic attack the other night. I thought I was having a heart attack to be be truthful. All of a sudden Mm. I felt this intense tightness in my chest. And then I realized, okay, Andrew, you've had three heart attacks and none of them felt like this, but you know, it's the heart and I was having, you know, tightness. I said, okay, let's just time this and see, you know, how it passes. Try to keep yourself calm. And then I realized, well, I called it an anxiety attack. And then when I spoke to my therapist, he said that was a panic attack. Hmm. I mean, i was I was not feeling sad or overwhelmed or anything. I was laying in a bed or watching TV when all of a sudden it just hit me. You know, But you have to be careful who you share these things with nowadays because you're looked at as, you know, uh, there's, there's just a negative stigmatism with it. And it's Mm -hmm. so sad because you need to be able to speak freely about these types of things so that you can get the help that you need. And it's just so, so sad that when she made herself vulnerable enough to share what she was going through, it, you know, it was like talking to a a wall. It fell on deaf ears. To me, in all of this, that is the saddest part, Um, you know, for, for me, I mean, I'm sure for her, maybe the saddest part might be that her children weren't going to get protection. You know, she's a mother and mothers are protective, but for me to hear that she really was begging for help and couldn't get it was the most heartbreaking part.
3: She had to keep a stiff upper lip. She's a part of the royal family. I don't, and the sad thing for me was imagine having a husband who lost his mother and you are feeling like you want to take yourself out of his life. So another tragedy compounded on his previous tragedy. Um, right. There's something I wanted to, to piggyback off that you said earlier, Andrea. The, the one good thing that happened with COVID, the only good thing was it really opened up um, the eyes of the medical profession who aren't psychiatrists to how the physiological effect of mental illnesses, how it could mm-hmm. just really destroy your body. I've always known that only because I've been surrounded by mental illness in my my extended family my entire life. So when people would come in and they would have those panic attacks, no, let's do the whole cardiac workup. It's not the heart, it's the brain. And when we started seeing 80, 90, 80 and 90 year old people coming in, going through alcohol poisoning and alcohol withdrawal because of the severe depression, Related to loneliness, I mean, I'm glad people had an aha moment, but why did it take until 2021 for the profession that I do care about to get it? You can't have one without the other. You can't understand that there's your brain. It absolutely affects the body. So if we don't fix people who have mental illnesses, all the other things are not going to matter because they're still going to die from high cholesterol, heart disease, and everything else that comes with the body being an overdrive from the brain. Has yeah, psychosomatic yes. Psychosomatic symptoms. Yeah. I've
1: gone through psychosomatic symptoms to the point where, um, well, I was in the midst of healing from uh, a triple bypass and was in a stressful situation and started suffering from psychosomatic sy- symptoms. And my primary said to me, people do not understand how, stress affects the heart it is it, it oh. it's completely tied in and so I, I I'm not surprised that Meghan markle had a had a miscarriage the stress stress affects you physically they are tied in together I mean I don't know how like you say great I don't know why it's taken us so long to realize that it, you you have one body
0: so <laughs> yeah you know, it's wow. all connected And I agree. I, 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 I'm so happy to see so much of the meditation, um, and mindfulness, um, coming to the forefront now and us looking at, you know, the way they've done things, um, Eastern medicine. Um, I just, you know, from times, from times long ago, just taking some time to sit and be still and, um, try and put things together and, and um, understand the connection between your thoughts, your brain, your heart, your health, and your you know day to day well being. And um, especially you know here in the medicine, we we and and I think preventative medicine. I think we're so quick to, oh, you don't, if you don't need a pill or if a pill can't fix it, there's nothing wrong with you. (laughs) It's like, can can we, can we do something before I need, (laughs) can we, can we do something before I need the pill? How, you know, it's like, if if you, if you're not, we don't want to fix anything until it's really broken. That preventative thing, giving folks time to de-stress, to um, put some practices in the place that, um can sustain you, can, you know, help you before, um, because Andrea Kelly, when you just said um, that you, you know, you had to take time to think through, okay, am I having a heart attack? Am I having an anxiety attack? I mean, to have the wherewithal to just think through those things says a whole lot about how you've um, been able to train your mind over the years, so.
1: Well, one of the things that they do in cardiac therapy is um make you meditate so
0: cardiac Mm -hmm. therapy
1: is two days i'm sorry it's three days a week one of those days you have to meditate have everybody sit up against the wall they turn off the lights they put on um either some um guided meditation um or they'll put on some music and someone in the room will guide you through um, the meditation and they also give you the option to put on headphones which is what I did because I had my own uh, medit- uh, meditation music and they teach you how to deep breathe so when I was going through uh, my physical therapy for my shoulder recently and I had to push through the pain I went back to my training and started to deep breathe to push through the pain. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and those are those are skills I feel like not just um, the cardiac patients, me, but all of us. And there, you know, and I think we we um, those soft skills. We, you know, like bucket up, you're royal, and and all that. Um, how about some compassion and um, empathy and just you know when you. Just they were so busy working about what yeah.
1: it could like. And they, they keep everything else secret. They could have kept that secret and just given the woman some of those skills that... Just teach her how to deep breathe. I'm not saying that would have been enough,
0: but it no. was it been better than nothing.
1: Right, right. Just something.
0: And, you know, it's, it's,
1: she's Black. She's American. We don't care.
0: She's tough. Black women are all tough. <laughs> yes. It's, Weren't we when, talking about
1: that earlier, you know? We're, we're looked at yeah. as being, you know... Um, tough, but tough like a mule, not tough like a human being, because they still have to realize that we're we're all the same species here. We're not a lower
2: species, but you look at you as a lower species.
1: Yeah, always. absolutely, and,
2: and has not changed. And, and I'm just hoping during my life mm-hmm. I might see some change, but actually, I don't believe I will.
3: I've seen change. I've seen a lot of change since um. People no, were, we're, forced, we're, forced, we're, forced, we're forced,
1: forced to look at themselves. Yeah, well, there, obviously, there's been some change. We're there not, we're not, been not we're enough. Mean, right. You can say there's been change simply because we're not slaves anymore. Right. But no,
3: what I mean by change is like when the one thing I want to go back, you know, as you share your personal truth, Andrea, and I'm thinking about when Meghan Meg Markle had a miscarriage, you're the, probably the only person on this call who does know this. I lost my child in my pregnancy because of work stress, because we are so conditioned as Black women, the job needs to be completed, it needs to be done. And I wasn't taking care of myself in a high-risk pregnancy. So it cost me, and it cost me dearly. And fast forward now, that's why I'm such a huge advocate of mental health days, of taking care of yourself. And Mm -hmm. you said to me a couple of weeks ago, and I said, I think my job's gonna kill me if I die, come and find my body at the hospital. You said, no, you need to take care of yourself. So I have been building in mental health days because it's that same feeling of chest pains, abdominal pains. And this time I know I'm not pregnant, but it's that same thing. And I'm like, you if we don't stop saying we are conditioned, we're expected to do, we're supposed to be strong. No, I have my limitations. I'm human. I'm going to be just as weak as Blondie is over there. I need a mental health day. And I have no shame in saying that. And that's what I mean by change because I see my peers of color who are now saying, no, I need a mental health day. whatever, I can find another job. I can't find another life.
1: Hmm.
3: It's, yeah. about no, it's life. funny
1: you say that because we'll be talking about something similar to that um on another on another show um when it comes to you know you saying, I can find another job, I can't find another life. Yeah. you know and I', like, I take care of yourself a soul.
0: I think so. And I've, I'm hopeful that um, hopefully COVID, another thing it's shown us is that the world is not going to stop because you stop going to work. I think people are, I'm, I'm, I am so happy. Some people are just like, oh, I can work from home. And, oh, I can do my job in maybe 30 hours a week as opposed to 50 hours a week. Right. And I think, you know, some companies are seeing, oh, if we let them, if we give them the space, we can still accomplish and grow and be profitable because that's the most important thing, right? Um, we, and be profitable without um, killing our workers. And I've I heard recently that like 40% of people or something are planning to quit their jobs after the pandemic is over, something like that, because they've realized how much um, stress and how, you know, how what a poor life they were leading when their jobs were leading them. So,
2: but they're also finding out with, with jobs that people aren't um, actually working harder because now they're enjoying their freedom of being able to work as high so they are more productive. And Mm -hmm. a lot of companies are saying that once these, uh, that that buildings that they have leases on, they may not uh, open that lease up up again, because now they can see everybody's more, a lot of people are more productive being home and the business are flourishing a little better now than they did before. It's also gonna be the downfall where they realize they had 50 people but only need 25. So it kind that
1: of goes is Yes, because now somebody's gonna lose their job. Well, we've been exactly. seeing people lose their jobs left and right during COVID. Mm-hmm. And we've been seeing people um get pay cuts. Um, but to to bring us back to Megan, I do hope that um with the birth of her her little girl, she is having a girl. She told us that when she was interviewed by um Oprah, um that baby is due sometime um this summer, I think maybe June or July, which was why she didn't travel to um, England for um, Prince Philip's uh, uh, funeral. Um, I do hope that she is getting the help that she needs, that she is finding some peace, uh, because although she is away from the royal family, that is still her husband's family, it's her family, you know. But especially, it's, these are her husband's. And her children's blood relatives, so there's still some level of you know interaction there, and I hope that she is able to find some sort of peace, and i hope she's able to find support from the African American community. Like yeah. she approach, did. Not, oh, she you know, did. You know, she it, did. It, it, yeah, and she, yeah. But, I mean, it, it goes both ways. She found support, but she also found some adversity. And, and I'm hoping that those people who want to come at her and accuse her of uh, being an attention seeker and accuse her of telling lies, I hope that they can eventually, you know, come around to see that she had a huge platform and she used it to, to shed some light on some things and this could be helpful to a lot of us, not just when it comes to race relations, but also when it comes to mental health. Yeah,
0: I just play. wanted to, I'm sorry. I just wanted to shout out to Tyler Perry again. We that, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> award, and they, um, you know, gave thanks to him for helping yes. them. And, yes. um, you know, and when you, and that's the, the piece of it, that that's what I'm saying, the human being in Tyler Perry has done, it just seems like, you know, he is, you know, helping just to yes. help. And and I hope mm-hmm. that um, it's just that support, that seeing that we all need to support one another. And whether you believe it or not, I'm not here to control you, to tell you how to live your journey. I'm just here to do mine in the best way that I can. And if I can support you in in that time, that's, I think that is the most positive thing we can all do across the board. So
1: I'm going to give each one of you an opportunity to say one final word before we start to wrap up, because believe it or not, uh, we've been chit chatting for almost an hour, ladies. So um, let's start with you, Greta. Um, One final thought.
3: My final thought is: as much tragedy as she's gone through, I am glad she saved Harry. And the proudest thing for me was two things: mental health, and the way Tyler Perry just stepped up and was like, "Come home, come home, sister. I'll take care of you."
1: And uh, Tammy,
0: would you like to give one final word? Yeah, I just, I just, again, I want to point to the just the human being part of it, and of course, yeah. always. It just goes unspoken, our African-American sister connection, what have you. It's like, you know, we just look at each other and it's like, I got you. Um, But as I I want us to realize our connections as human beings across the globe, across the uh, everywhere in that, you know, I don't have to believe you. I don't have to, you know, I just need to know that you're hurting and I'm going to open space for you and mm. support you in that way. So,
2: And DK? My final thing is that I'm very happy that, that Megan has actually shown people who decided that you want to have their heads buried in the, in the sand that even if you're rich and famous, you are still Black and you are still going to have prejudice. Racism is not dead.
1: I just um, would like to add in my final two cents and that is we all need to stop judging because that's where a lot of this comes from. After Meghan Markle's interview with Oprah Winfrey, there was a lot of judgment that went on. We sure have short memories when we, get over whatever our adversity is. And then when we see someone else dealing with adversity, we put on our judgment helmets. And so we need to take that judgment helmet out of your closet and throw it in the trash. (laughs) Just throw it away completely and have some compassion. So I wanna thank all of my guests for joining me today. This has been a great conversation. Thank you for your opinions and your wisdom and your insight. Mm -hmm. And before we sign off, I would like to know if anyone would um, like to plug anything. I'll give you an opportunity right now. This is, this is a free advertisement.
0: <laughs> well, I'll ask someone
3: how they're hear. doing. Well, I am just say ask someone how they're doing and take the time to listen.
0: Oh, that's good advice. Yes. Well, I was just going to plug my um, since I'm recently retired. I've been focusing more on my little business, um, which is Norwex. And if you haven't heard of it, please look it up. Um, If you wanna learn how to clean without chemicals, um, a very, a much more safer, friendlier, healthier way of cleaning. Um, And my website is www.norwex.biz slash Tammy Ballard. I would love to share some of that good stuff with you. And
1: I'm gonna piggyback on that. And say that Norwex has the best washcloths ever. You know how I feel about those washcloths. <laughs> That's right. I forgot. You super, do love super them. so often I absolutely love them. So yes, um, Tammy, one more time. Can you repeat your um, the
0: address? Uh, www.norwex.biz/biz/slash Tammy Ballard. That's B A L L A R D yes ma'am thank you okay thank you
1: ladies once again thank this is you. adre
0: thank you thank you adre appreciate my You're very welcome. first podcast oh my gosh
1: All right. into and to my listening audience thank you as always this is adre signing off I hope you enjoyed that segment and thank you for listening. Don't forget to tell your friends. You can always find me online at anchor.fm slash TheBlueDiamond. You can also find me on the Anchor app, on Breaker, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Spotify. How you doing, man? you doing, man? you doing, man?